welcome to the history and the mystery. This is George Mesa with the Third Eye Edify podcast. And as you may have noticed from the thumbnail, this episode is predictably going to be about a date that will be coming up in about a day from the time that this video airs, September 11th, of course, 2001. This being 21 years later, Blackjack. There's a lot that goes into that number 21, and we'll discuss that at some point too. But before we do anything, before we talk about anything, before we mention that there are lots and lots of other very well-detailed documentaries, videos, interviews, reporting, actual journalism, that reveals all of the things that go into why the narrative is just so unbelievably hard to believe. Um, I think it'd be best if we had a moment of silence because these events did happen and people did lose their lives, so many people, unnecessarily. A moment of silence, please. And with that out of the way, I would like to make sure this episode is something different considering how long it's been and how much has already been discussed and figured out to the puzzle, the riddle of this event, which uh, changed so many people's lives in this community. A lot of people were already well aware of the things that go on behind the scenes. The elite, the dark occult leaders, whatever you want to call these guys that use all kinds of weird astrology, numerology, and other biblical things, religious references, the Torah, things I've discussed on this show already. All those things are combined to create the imagery they want you to see, the things that they want you to hear on the news or otherwise. The numbers, 9-11, 2001. What do all these things mean? And why were they used? Why was it so significant? I hope to give you some new insight or perhaps give you some more clarity on things you may have heard through the grapevine or some of your, the videos you may have seen over the years. Again, there's so much, um, especially some very heavily um, researched actual journalism from people like uh, James Corbett, The Corbett Report, Last American Vagabond. They've done a lot of good work and many others. I'm, I'm not naming all of them right now, but there's plenty of good work to go see on this, and I suggest that you do. But um, I'm here to maybe discuss more about the numbers. Maybe even show you a few images that have come up in previous episodes because they mean different things. They mean lots of different things. Much like I've already mentioned in all of the holy books from all the different cultures, all the different religions, they're not meant to be read in one specific way. And if anyone tells you that this is what this means, they could be right, but it might not be the only thing it means, and it probably isn't. There is... There are multiple layers of meaning in so many different things, and September 11th, 2001, is no different. There are many layers of reasons why it happened the way it did, when it did. And for eyes to see, for eyes that can see, it could have actually been predicted. And maybe some people did. But those kinds of people don't have voices. Not in the public sphere. Times are changing, though. Times are changing. And maybe I can, again, hopefully give you some more insight into the things that went into this event. Um, starting with 
the World Trade Center itself, sometimes called WTC. It was a seven-building complex. You may remember Building 7 went down without having been provoked, much in the free fall that we noticed all the other buildings going down in, um, called the Twin Towers. It was finally erected on April 4th, 1973. If we take those numbers, and we're going to be doing this just a few times here today, if we take those numbers and add them up, there's a one in the center, essentially. Um, think about it this way. If you take the numbers and the dates, they can add up to actually say 919 or 19. Now, this is not 911, but this comes up very often, and I'll have some far more convincing examples very soon, but there it is. It's already there. Now, just hold on to bec- hold on to that because there's plenty more where that came from. That's, that's the tip of the iceberg. Uh, David Rockefeller is the person who actually came up with this, the concept of building this building, this, this complex of buildings, along with his brother Nelson. And it was part of an urban renewal program, and there's been plenty of urban renewal in other cities and major cities in the world. I think Napoleon had one in Paris, just for an example. doesn't mean it's good or bad, but um, it, it was made with a purpose. There was a reason behind it. And um, surprisingly, or I should say not surprisingly, right at the end of the Twin Towers' life, in July of 2001, the building was leased out to Silverstein Properties. You may have heard of Larry Silverstein, Lucky Larry who, of course, was not in the building when this went down. And I think neither was anybody in his family that was associated with this. He took out an insurance claim, and if I'm not mistaken, I don't even have that in front of me right now, I believe he actually got a double insurance claim on these buildings just months before they went down. It's already pretty suspicious. I'm not going to harp on any of this information. I'm doing my best to make this one of the shorter episodes, as a matter of fact. Because, again, there's a lot of information based on this already. But um, it's that time of year, and I always end up thinking about this a lot when, when we come to this point. It's important, like it says, to never forget. It's important to remember that this happened. And we don't just step away from something like this and say, everything's fine now. It's not. Everything isn't fine after an event like this. There's plenty more to worry about. And same thing with the Covidius Minimus, to quote uh, Crow 777 Radio. It's... It's over, and well, it's over, and people act like everything's back to normal, everything's fine. It's see, it's over, we got through it, everything's great again, everything is not great again. And I'll probably have more on that uh, soon to come. I also, funny little side note is that I remember specifically being a pretty big Godzilla fan, and I've got an episode on, believe it or not, on Godzilla planned very soon, hopefully for another show and for my own show. There's more to that story than I ever dreamed. <laughs> Having grown up with it, I'm, I'm a pseudo-expert on uh, Godzilla. They stopped showing those movies for quite a while because of all the tower destruction that is depicted in those movies. And while that may seem like a sensible thing, it's also there were other things that were showing that. And there were plenty of programs on television showing the Twin Towers going down right before they did. And a lot of other very distinctive, uh, predictive programming. I'll have some that I hope none of you have ever seen before later, actually. Um, so one of the peculiar things that came up and I, I saw this in a, a video, maybe, I don't even know, eight years ago, 10 years ago, it was a long time ago. Um, there is an issue of Newsweek, April 3rd, 1967. The buildings were 
production had already begun. And of course, our good friend David Rockefeller is on the cover. Now, just to look at the uh, cover real quick. April 3rd, 1967. There's David Rockefeller. New York City in the background. Twin Towers are not erected yet. But his watch is clearly in view. Now, take this for what you will. But if you zoom in on this watch, it's upside down, by the way. The hands, as blurry as this may be, this is the best zoom I could possibly get on this. The hands are clearly marked for 9 and 11. This is just a small taste of the very obvious uh, predictive things, the predictive programming, if you want to call it that. It was planned from the start. And that's, again, just a small tidbit of things to come here. Um, that's, for me personally, that's good enough. Because he's flashing it. The, the shot could have been cropped above his hands. There is no reason for them to show the watch. When, when choices are made like this in art, in photos, in cartoons, in television shows, in movies, in books, when choices are made like this, they're intentionally placed there. Now, I often hear the argument of, well, the entire staff of this movie couldn't have possibly been in on this whole thing. No, but there are certain people that either fund or a writer that says, hey, mate, let, let's fix that clock there in the background and let's make sure the clock says this. It happens in places you might not expect, in ways you might not expect, and I hope to show you that. Um, I hope to prove that to you very soon. So what about 911? What about those numbers, 9 and 11? It came up a little bit in a previous episode. We were discussing the number 10, which is known as a number of completion. It could also be the beginning of another set of numbers, 0 through 9, and then you get to 10, which acts like another 0. And there are really only 10 numbers as a result of that. So there's another reason 10 is a big number. There are 10 numbers total. Every other number is a combination of those numbers. So you may have noticed in the thumbnail, I put the Roman numerals because peculiarly enough, as often does happen with this kind of hidden meanings, hidden in plain sight, 9 is IX, 11 is XI. They're mirror images of each other. It's certainly an interesting fact, I would say, for sure. And they deftly avoid the completion number of 10, as if to start a brand new cycle without having completed the previous one. And I'm going to go into big detail about how I think that relates to the way music is used, the way chords are used, the way music is structured in rock music in particular, anything but classical, essentially. And um, same in pre-classical, by the way. So I hope to relate that to music not for this episode, though. Um, just something I'm kicking around. Trust me, I've got a lot of music stuff planned. I am I am a musician, as I may have mentioned, as you may have noticed in the past. Um, the 911 as an emergency phone number does seem a little peculiar to me for a number of reasons. Well, here's the first reason. It came out in 1968. At least it says that the first one was used in Alabama in 1968. What else came out in 1968? a book and a movie of the same title, 2001 Space Odyssey. Pretty, pretty well-regarded movie, pretty popular when it came out, certainly was the talk of the town 
but what is the the year that the movie is named is 2001 it's not a coincidence anymore this is no longer a theory of conspiracy this is no longer a theory i'm i'm standing by that i don't normally state things as fact here i try to make sure people are thinking for themselves and researching for themselves and i still want you to but there it is and if i'm not mistaken they put up the monolith from the movie that black what looked like a <laughs> um a package of chocolates if you will a rectangle so i'm making a joking reference there to a show um i think they put the monolith up at the site somebody make make me a comment in the uh in the youtube comments please let me know if you can confirm or deny that i'm pretty sure that's there um so there's already something strange when the number the phone number 911 was being used as an emergency phone number the same year 2001 space odyssey came out as a book and a movie at the same time so why else would 911 be such a strange thing um think about this touchtone phones really weren't a thing yet rotary phones i was born in the 80s and i remember rotary phones being in use until the end of the 80s perhaps i don't think i'm mistaken thinking that they were still around so rotary phones were still the primary use if you have an emergency the last number you want to use on your rotary dial is nine it takes the longest to reset back to zero again so it's it's use as a as an emergency number is actually very weak and there's no good argument to make for it at all whatsoever a lot of other countries use 112 this is a much more useful number in an emergency on a touchstone phone really not much of a difference obviously but 112 is a much more sound and reasonable and and humane choice to make who made that choice AT&T and the FCC shouldn't be surprised at this point that they were involved in creating this number as well now maybe earlier I should have mentioned the towers themselves are two pillars two towers they resemble the number 11 something to think about as we move forward with a few more details here um, that whole 112 thing in the other countries it kills me it kills me because that makes a lot of sense 911 actually doesn't make a lot of sense and we've been saying it and using it for so long where it's been out longer than I've been alive you you say it and it sounds like an emergency number it sounds like the proper number but it's just what we've been given our whole lives when you think about it it's actually a very poor decision as far as an emergency number having a one-size-fits-all emergency number is a fantastic idea of course it is with a rotary phone nine is not going to be a lot of fun in a genuine emergency a time-sensitive emergency nine is a bad idea I said uh, blackjack earlier 21 um, this comes up very often in a lot of different things um, particularly the most common one I remember lately was event 201 where they simulated a coronavirus and then suddenly there was a, <laughs> a pandemic of a coronavirus very soon afterwards and it took place um, you know really close to when that, those military games were happening I'm not going to go into detail about that right now if you're not sure about it again hit me up in the comments I can guide you towards places that have the information or search for it you'll find it right away there's plenty of very well-researched information on all of that um, 2001 if you reduce the numbers you get 21 if the zeros count as nothing um, we're gonna see the number 20,001 very soon in a very surprising way that is also 21 
201 is actually a really big deal, as a matter of fact, in this whole process here. And why is that? 201. The towers were two. They were destroyed. Now they're nothing. Now they're zero. And one building replaced it. 201. The Ionic Pillar, or the Ionic Pillar, which uh, I think also came up. We, dis we sh flashed the High Priestess card from Tarot. There's the two pillars, Boaz and Yaquin, and in the middle is the High Priestess, looking like the Ionic pil Pillar in the center. Uh, my thumbnail for this episode sort of represents that as well. But check this out. If you look at the dollar bill, what do we get? These are not pillars, but there are clearly two images within a circle, a pyramid with its cap off, creating a trapezoid underneath. Um, the trapezoid has been worshipped for many different reasons uh, throughout the centuries. And then we have the eagle on the right side. Uh, there's tons of details to get into that I'm not here to discuss right now. But look at the way this bill in the center, especially, take a good look at it. We have the two what could be called pillars on the right and left side. And right in between them, it says one that is the same exact thing as what I just discussed. Two, zero, and then the one is in the center. Let's take, we might as well just take a look at a few more things I had ready to show for this. I'll re-show a card I showed earlier from the tarot, card number two. The High Priestess. She is the center pillar here. Here's an image from uh, St. John's in Chester, Chest Cheshire, from the 7th century. This is very old. It's the same idea. There's Boaz and Yaquin, the two pillars, and in the center is St. John. Of Also of note, this is another card in the tarot. The tower. The single tower here. But it feels a certain way, if I'm not mistaken. And the lightning bolt is severing the top, which is a crown. And that is the word corona, which means a lot of different things, as a matter of fact. I figured those things would be worth showing because there's lots of things that reference this in many different ways. Even canine for a dog. K is the 11th letter of our alphabet, of our English alphabet. That means K9 is 11-9, similar enough. There was Y2K, which was the event everyone thought was going to be the crazy turn-of-the-century event. Meanwhile, you have to wait an extra year for 2001 to happen, blackjack. But Y2K is the same exact thing. Y is the 25th letter. 2 plus 5 is 7. Y2, 7 plus 2 is 9. Y2K. K is the 11th number. We have 9-11 again. This happens all the time. You have to be careful, of course. Don't just go saying everything's 9-11 or everything is whatever number you want to see that day. It's not. It, it never will be. But when it's placed in a certain way, when it's used in a certain way, it is. And you shouldn't doubt it. You shouldn't just cough this up to be a conspiracy theory or some cockamamie nonsense that's meaningless and you're wasting your life. 
It's more important to be aware of the symbols that surround you and try to prepare and perhaps even be able to jump the jump ahead of something that's coming to negatively impact you. Or maybe you won't allow it to impact you. I remember an episode of The Simpsons where all the advertisements came alive and they said all you have to do is ignore them and they'll go away. It's a similar idea. Similar enough, I should say. The Amish were asked why... Why didn't you get coronavirus? And they said, because we don't have television. And so on and so forth. So, now, let's uh, quickly make one or two other references here before I show you images from shows that I grew up with that had some very clearly marked um, numerology. or uh, It's not even numerology. They show it on the screen. It's there for you to see. And it could have been anything else. But they put it there. It's coming from Nickelodeon, um, which was actually named after good old Nickel Matinees and Odeon being something of a smaller amphitheater from Southern Europe, Greece, places like that. But in 1991, and if I'm not mistaken, just almost essentially exactly one month apart from each other in 1991, there were uh, these two shows that came out, Doug and Salute Your Shorts. I totally loved them. I watched them all the time. They're still entertaining to watch. They're well-written, and the animation's good enough on, on Doug, at least. But uh, Salute Your Shorts, I think it's not exactly aging so well, and I probably can only tolerate it because I grew up with it. It was fun, to say the least. But um, they, again, a month apart, and their release dates, at least for Doug is actually reflective of something that happens in the episode. And I'll I'll get to that in a second. But uh, Doug's first episode aired on August 1st, 1991. This is similar to the World Trade Center date, where if you work it out, if you add the numbers up, you get 9-11-9. So it's 9-11 in either direction. Just like the IXXI thing. Again, call me crazy, but it's it's everywhere, and it's not usually like this. It just seems to happen when it's involved with something of that nature, and it's interesting to me. So let me at least show you an image or two. I I got some footage of it without sound, so I don't get any copyright issues here. Um, Here is... Okay, here is Doug... Oops, I got the wrong one. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. That was the second one I was going to show you. Um, I have two things from Doug here. Okay, good. I can get this one for you now. Sorry about that again. So here they are. They're entering Bluffington for the first episode. And they zoom in. I didn't zoom in. They zoomed in for you. Population, 20,001. Okay. It's not 2001. Got it. But if this was sitting by itself, I wouldn't necessarily really think too much about it. I was—I noticed this by accident. I wasn't even trying to find this. But I was, I'm, I've been into this idea for a very, very, very long time. 9-11 Truth is not my gateway drug. I've been thinking this way since the 90s. I wasn't really prompted to. I just 
I felt like something was wrong. I just felt like something was wrong. As wrong as I felt when I noticed there was a basket being passed around in a church when I was much younger, and they're, they're throwing dirty dollar bills in there. Didn't seem right to me. It was a little odd. But, you know, that's for another day. So here's the uh, next image from Doug. So now they, they're moving, they traveled, they zoomed in on the population, and it was something, and it, cha it transitioned into 20,001. Keep that in mind for something I show for another show as well. The zoom in with the transition of the time, or the number, that, that changes. Um, so now we have th the very next scene. And there it is. Okay. So there's one or two things to discuss here. They rolled up to the house. He closes the back door. Oh, sorry, you guys are still watching. I feel bad. I didn't mean for you to have to watch all that as I uh, roll through the door here. <laughs> sorry about that. So he closes the door of the uh, car. Whoops, sorry about that. There it is. All right, so 8, 12, 63. The 8 and the 1 equals 9. On the outside, the 6 and the 3 equals 9. That leaves us with a 2 in the middle, and that is 1, 1. That is 11. So just like the release date, we can actually get the numbers 9, 11, 9. There's no reason to show this license plate. As I watch other shows on purpose to try to find these things, many vehicles don't have license plate numbers. They might just say taxi or car even or nothing. They're deliberately showing you the license plate. That was a little sloppy. Sorry about that, guys. They're deliberately showing you the license plate. They didn't have to. And then, much like in the idea of the actual moon landing that happened one year after... 2001 Space Odyssey. He um, triumphantly slams the um, the mailbox with their you know ha uh, family name into the ground, much like we put the flag in the moon. I just thought it was an interesting side note to reference that it seems like they were connected in a certain way, and um, you know, I, I, is it undeniable? Kind of. I, I don't I don't see how it it isn't. I really don't. Um. So. For all these things in common, it, it just seems like a lot for it to be totally unnoticed. We get the quick moon landing reference. Moon landing can actually reference 2001 Space Odyssey being a, a movie the way, the kind of movie that it is, and the accusations that he, that indeed Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landing. No confirmation on that whatsoever. But um, it is interesting how a lot of footage of outer space before we ever went looked strikingly similar to the footage that we got after we went. And one of the things that absolutely bothers me the most is that there's no real footage of us just leaving the atmosphere that is suppo supposed to be moving with us and suddenly we're in the vacuum of space. We don't have that footage. You can argue all you want. It's not there. I would like to see that. It would change my mind about something. <laughs> I'll say that much. So now here's Salute Your Shorts. This came out just a month before Doug, and the date didn't turn out to anything I tried. See, it doesn't always happen. 
I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to uh, exaggerate here. You know, another thing that happens in a lot of these shows, these uh, Nickelodeon shows in particular, is we get three things that I notice all the time. We get images of Saturn, as in Saturnian cults, Satan, Saturn, the Lord of the Rings, right? Um, one of the movies or one of the stor- books was Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. It's an older book. Another predictive programming uh, situation. Remember, think of it more like this. When you, the story with vampires is you have to let them into your house in order for them to have power over you. And they flash it on purpose, I think. They. You call them what you will. They flash it on purpose. It's upsetting to me. This episode is upsetting to do. I, I feel like I'm, I have to, though. I don't want to have to find out these things. I noticed these Nickelodeon things by accident. I, these two, I was not looking for. I wasn't watching Salute Your Shorts to catch a 9-11. I was watching because I hadn't seen it in, in 20, 30 years. And I was curious, do I even want to show this? And my, my stepkids are old enough to enjoy it if, they're, you know, if they want to. I wanted to see if it was worth showing to them. Here's what I saw. So um, it's nighttime. There's a girl's bunk and a guy's bunk and... Uh, cabin, I'm sorry, <laughs> there's a girl's cabin, there's a guy's cabin. The guys are challenged to go grab things from the girl's cabin in the middle of the night. It's not even important to know that, but here's why I'm showing this scene. So they're going to bed. Zoom in. It's 9-10, no big deal. Transition to 9-11. And then it becomes 2-11. All of these numbers were chosen. All of these numbers were chosen on purpose. They showed you, they zoomed in, just like with Doug. They zoomed into the population sign. It changed to 20,001. Here, they zoomed into a clock. It said 910. It transitioned to 911. Then, four hours later, five hours later, it's 211. They could have chose any other number. They kept the 11. The original number of 9 was replaced by a 2, and those two add up to 11 just something to think about. They could have chosen anything else. They could have chosen anything else. Anything else would have done. They could have put it in military time. Then it would have been 2111. It still would have been pretty bad, actually. There's the 21 again. Excuse me, but um, I don't see why that had to be that way. They didn't even have to show the clock. They could have showed they could have showed the outdoors transitioning from, you know, almost dark to very dark. Something like that. The moon could have been moved. You know, the moon could have moved. So you see that time had passed. There's a number of ways artistically to do this. They showed you the numbers. These are both first episodes of Nickelodeon shows that came out one month apart. So, once again, I think this is uh, it's proof of something. It's proof of something. It's proof that somebody knows... And somebody wanted you to see it so many times that by the time it actually happened, you're almost desensitized to at least the date. We've been seeing 911 emergency for, again, as long as I've been alive. And a lot of other people have the same exact thing to say. And other countries use 112. I'm, I'm ridiculously perplexed by it. I really am. Why? Why? If you're on the fence about this idea, if you're on the fence about this information, why? Why would they do it? Why is it everywhere? 
this is these are two examples there are a number of examples and I mean a bunch I, I particularly recall something from a, a channel called ODD TV he had a, a good you know collage of predictive programming from the past almost hundred years there's he's not alone there's so many people that have that have you know shown this it's it's a lot there's a lot of proof that somebody knew and the whole uh, Silverstein contract and the guy not being there that day and this whole family by the way and um, and having that double insurance claim on a building that was made to resist getting hit by planes on a day that there were actual live drills going on for this exact scenario when dispatchers had to ask is this real world or exercise because they knew there were exercises going on for this exact problem for these planes to enter the airspace of New York on a, on a, you know, I assume what was not a predetermined flight path in a place that has no airport. There's LaGuardia Airport nearby. Were they heading in that direction and there was nothing to worry about? I can't imagine that they were just letting the planes go the way they were supposed to, if indeed things happened the way they said. But just like any one of these events, the most important thing right now to remember before we say goodbye here is that it did happen. And many, many, many people were dramatically impacted in the most negative way possible. Fathers, mothers, and so on were lost to this. And keep that in your hearts, no matter how you see anything that I said today. Because it's tough to discuss this stuff we can only hope to use these types of bits of information to potentially either realize before something happens or maybe even prevent one one day because that doesn't seem to happen but maybe we can prevent something terrible from happening if we notice a bunch of clues the part the tricky part is they hide them so well was was that salute your shorts imagery 910 becoming 911 was that hidden no it wasn't but if you knew you would have seen it but now you can see it only after the fact that hindsight to, hindsight is 2020 but um i wish that i hope that what you can take away from this is that there are other ways to watch entertainment than to just sit there idly and let it just take over your brain waves keep your symbolic defense is up. Be on alert. Because you may have witnessed information. You may have been given a message that you didn't even know you were given. It may have impacted you in a way you had no idea about. It happens very, very often. And since the advent of television, and more importantly, the advent of a 24-hour news cycle, so many things are encoded. So many people say the same exact things from different news organizations just so that way you get that exact narrative. Just like with the idea of the remakes that I discussed. Why remake a movie, live action from the cartoon, and then replant it into the subconscious of the modern culture? Why not let the old one do its thing? They want you to have the same messages over and over again for some reason. And I'm not here to tell you how right or wrong I am, I'm here to tell you 
be aware your lives and if you have children their lives truly depend on it it things are hidden in plain sight and there are ways to decipher them if you're worried about an, a large amount of information getting in the way i think i said this in a previous episode just remember your friend who knows every statistic statistic from every single hockey game since the beginning of hockey he knows every player every goal every assist you can handle all the information you'd need to have symbolic, psychic self-defense. You can definitely take the information. It's really a matter of how much you want to and how much time you have, which is something I've said to a lot of adult students who want to learn from scratch an instrument. I ask them, how much time can you really put into this before you start spending money on me every week? How much time do you have? You have to have some time for this. You have to have a slot allotted where you can put the time in. If you're scrolling around on social media or vegging out to YouTube for more than two hours a week, or even just an hour a week, that hour could be spent learning something. Even if you're just checking out how to make a new dish for dinner, we can spend our time very wisely. I'm not telling you that I'm spending my time wiser than you. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, I've. This is a, an extremely stressful way to live, i got to be honest with you. It's like a, it's a, it's a under the surface area stress where yes, it's always there. No, I usually can't even talk about it. Not because I don't have love and support all around me. I do. My, my surroundings are, they're perfect. They're incredible. In every aspect, all of my different parts of my families are unbelievable. I am the luckiest person you are, you have ever met. I've been saying that my whole life, too. If anyone does know me out there, you know I've been saying that my whole life. I am taking the savings and passing them on to you. Like Miles Davis said, and I'm not quoting from my own uh, life, of course, but he said, my dad's rich and my mom's good looking, and I can still play the blues. I think I'll leave you with that. <laughs> that little tidbit and um plenty more where that came from episodes interviews and more interact with me in the comments please i'll get right back to you and uh, maybe we can hash out some more stuff maybe we can find some more things in this or any other topic i've discussed and thank you so much we'll see you guys next time Thank mm-hmm. you.